0: Of five to the top. Let's check out what we need to, as far as your traveling is concerned. Sponsored one final time this hour by East West Industries, Long Islands leader of the aerospace community. Check it all out. Eastwestindustries.com. And the latest from Cindy Wakeman.
1: Watch out for slowdowns. If you're traveling in Bay Shore. there's a breakdown. Sag to Coast Parkway south at Pioneer Drive. Northbound Sag to Coast Parkway is doing okay. Coming off the Southern State Parkway up toward Pioneer Drive. Just your usual slowdowns in that area. LIE West gets busy past Vets Highway. No major problems on the Northern State Parkway into Wolf Hill Road. Southern State Parkway is okay. Eastbound side of Sunrise Highway gets busy from Hampton Bays into Shinnecock Hills and Montauk Highway with slowdowns into the Watermill and Bridgehampton areas. Long Island Railroad is on or close to schedule, and this report is sponsored by Lidl Food Markets. At Lidl, you can outscore three-pound bags of mandarins for just two ninety-nine per pack. For my Lidl members, stock up on this juicy Lidl deal and squeeze the day. Lidl, suspiciously low-priced groceries. With your Long Island traffic, I'm Cindy Waitman.
0: And otherwise, uh, ladies and gents, right now, outside the studios here at MacArthur, are at 35 degrees. We've we'll got 44, and we're... Getting ready for a possible wintry mix later on this afternoon when we get more of that from Rod Tenner at the Weather Center.
2: From the L.I. News Radio Weather Center, as we hit the midpoint of the work week, we'll have rain this afternoon, mixing with snow late. It'll be increasingly cloudy with a high 43. No accumulation is expected. Look for more rain, possibly mixing with snow, becoming all rain tonight. It'll be cloudy as temperatures rise to about 40 by dawn. Thursday, there's a good chance of rain in the morning. We'll have a mostly hot day with steady temperatures around 40. We'll have winds to 15 miles an hour. Thursday night, should be mostly hotty with a little freezing. And we'll end the week Friday with a mostly sunny, breezy day Our high 44. Taking a look at the weekend, we'll have a mix of sun and clouds on Saturday Our high 33. There's a chance of snow mixing with rain of the afternoon Sunday. We'll have a mostly hot day with a high 44. From the L.I. News Weather Center, I'm Rod Tanner.
3: Are you a new startup or an established company developing new products? Are you an inventor or have an idea for a new product? IDK3 and Company is a full-service industrial design and product development firm in business for over 30 years. They have developed products in numerous industries, including electronics, housewares, medical, sporting goods, and marine equipment, to name a few. IDK3 and Company uses the latest technologies in computer-aided design and 3D printing and prototyping techniques. They collaborate with their clients in every step of the development process, from concept design through manufacturing. This collaborative approach assures their clients satisfaction and product success. Please visit their website at IDK3.com. That's IDK3.com. the number three, dot com. Or call 631-328-5353. That's 631-328-5353 for more information.
4: Hello, this is Psychic Medium, Lynn Van Gratten. For generations, my family has helped individuals come to understand their life better by connecting with loved ones who have passed over, as well as guiding people to happier and healthier decisions. I am here for you and waiting to hear from you. Please contact me by visiting my website, longislandpsychicmedium.com or call 917-882-1391. That's 917-882-1391. As a child, I was aware of my family's ability to reach out and connect with those on the other side. As I grew older, I became more aware of my intuitive gift that I now share with all of you. Please contact me by visiting my website, LongIslandPsychicMedium.com or call 917-882-1391. 917-882-1391 I am looking forward to hearing from you and bringing you messages of love and guidance from above
5: I'm
6: Dale Spencer known as Long Island's History Guy join me every Tuesday night from 8 to 9 p.m. for my show History Island as a noted historian I'll be bringing you a show filled with the rich history of our island live guests and so much more History Island Tuesdays from 8 to 9 p.m.
2: This is financial advisor and CEO of Client First Strategy, Mitch Goldberg. Listen to me every day at 9 a.m. as I host Money in the Morning. We will not only discuss what's going on in the investment arena at that moment, we'll address your immediate, eventual, and inevitable financial goals for over 30 years. I've been guiding individuals through turbulent markets, bull markets, bear markets, Client First Strategy offers, timeless experience to their clients, listen to Money in the Morning, 9 a.m., and for immediate information,
5: check out Client First. Str- dot com. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Next Financial Group Incorporated member FINRA SIPC. Client for Strategy is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group Incorporated. All the views expressed are those of Mitchell Goldberg and Client First Strategy and not those of Next Financial Group Incorporated. Views are general in nature and not intended to be investment advice. Any discussion of individual securities should not be construed as a recommendation or solicitation by our presenters. Next Financial Group Incorporated does not provide tax advice.
6: Hi, this is retired Army Captain Dr. Tommy O'Brien. For 25 years, I devoted my practice and military career to not only medically treating my patients, I have educated and guided them to a healthier lifestyle which improves the quality of their lives. Please contact me by visiting Dr. drtommyo.com. Dot com. That's Dr. Dot com. As an osteopathic medical physician, I am able to offer more than one would expect from an MD. I apply hands-on manipulation in concert with medical treatments to not only treat the illness, but the effects as well. Additional services I provide include medical weight loss and medical marijuana. Please contact me by visiting drtomio.com for an immediate appointment. If you don't have medical insurance or if your medical deductibles have not been reached or are very high, I offer an easily affordable membership program which allows you unlimited visits for a small monthly premium. Please contact me by visiting drtomio.com drtommyo.com Or call 631-980-8200. That's 631-980-8200. And let's put you on the track to a better health and better health care at an affordable rate. Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Andrew Ferrego from Great South Bay Chiropractic. I've been getting a lot of calls lately with people that are suffering with severe neck and low back pain. They're being told by their doctor that surgery is the last resort. They've done physical therapy, epidural steroid injections. They are on heavy medication, Oxycontin, Oxycodone, Vicodins. Nothing's working, and they're being told that that's the only option they have. Well, I'm here to tell you that maybe that's not the only option. The DRX-9000 Spinal Decompression Machine is a non-surgical treatment for herniated and bulging discs. And what it does is it pulls the disc back in, and it brings in much-needed moisture and nutrients for the disc to heal. I have helped hundreds of people across Long Island who thought they needed surgery but didn't. So why don't you call for a free consultation with me, Dr. Andrew Farrego and let's find out if you're a candidate for this breakthrough technology.
2: To make an appointment with Dr. Andrew Farrego call 631-289-6767 or online at gsbchiro.com. Set up a free consultation today. That's gsbchiro.com.
0: Since 1968, GTS Builders Supply has assisted contractors and homeowners with high quality building materials. GTS stocks composite decking and railing from Fiberon and TimberTech, along with Azek trim boards. GTS has in stock interior moldings, doors, prime trim board, sheetrock, and many species of hardwoods. Don't forget the GAF and Tamco Roofing and Supreme Skylights as well. If you're looking inside your house or new outside living space, GTS has it with Versetta Stone siding and it's in stock. G- GTS wants to make it easier for you. They'll load your vehicle for you, and delivery service is available. GTS Builder Supply at 4701 Veterans Memorial Highway in Holbrook. Open Monday through Friday from 6A until 5 p and on Saturdays from 6A until one P. Contact GTS today at 631-585-7171. Come to the place where reputations remain supreme for over 50 years. GTS Builder Supply has it all. A certified WBE, Women Business Enterprise.
7: Stop paying too much for fuel. At John's Fuel Oil, they have the most competitive pricing in town. Matter of fact, they can't be beat. John's Fuel Oil is family-owned and has been delivering quality fuel oil and diesel fuel to residents and business owners throughout Suffolk County for nearly 30 years. They also offer boiler tank installs and replacements, service contracts, and more. Most major credit cards accept it, and they also accept HEAP. Stop paying too much for fuel and call John's Fuel Oil today. 631-475-8996. Located at 69 Jamaica Avenue, Holtzville four six eight who do we appreciate shelby's shelby's
3: shelby's kitchen yeah! that's the shelby's kitchen cheering squad coming to you from the heart of Bellport village shelby's kitchen knows you manage many teams shelby's cooks for many teams maybe you're hosting friends at home to watch an exciting game on tv it might be time for a tailgate party and you want to contribute something delicious or maybe the kids have an activity but you're too busy to cook You always want to feed your family quality food that's fresh and healthy. Rely on your teammates at Shelby's Kitchen. Your hungry players will enjoy tasty sandwiches and salads or complete meals prepared for everyone. Fast and delicious. For a bagel and coffee or catering for a team of up to 500 people, call Shelby's Kitchen of Bellport Village at 631-286-0444. 631-286-0444. Shelby's Kitchen in the heart of Bellport Village.
6: For the latest news related to your health, tune in this and every Saturday at 4.30 for Ask the Medical Expert, brought to you by Peconic Bay Medical Center
0: of Northwell Health, the largest hospital in eastern Suffolk County. Global Threat Solutions is a 100% military veteran-owned security and investigations firm. Global Headquarters right here in Suffolk County. They have offices in New York, Miami, LA, Frankfurt and Mumbai. Global Threat Solutions CEO Ken Bombay has over 21 years of law enforcement intelligence experience. Contact Global Threat Solutions today for any of their high-end retail security services and any of their comprehensive private investigative services. At GlobalThreatSolutions.com or call 631- 764-9336. Global Threat Solutions. He's a mind on certain times
5: I'm Danielle Brushy, CEO and co-founder of New Hope Rising, a local nonprofit organization. As a woman in recovery, I know the courage it takes to reach out for help. Here at NHR, we take a boots-on-the-ground approach to empower those we serve, breaking down barriers and creating innovative services to meet the needs of our community. Visit newhoperisingny.org or call 631-336-9990. That's 336-9990. As Long Island's leading recovery housing provider, we offer a homeless environment where women and men thrive while building a foundation for long-term recovery. In addition, NHR's therapy and wellness centers offer mental health services for children, teens, adults, and families. We offer an integrative, evidence-based approach to behavioral health care in a safe, supportive, and confidential environment. Hope is real, and recovery is possible. Please visit newhoperisingny.org or call 631-336-9990.
7: I hate this thing. What's the problem, neighbor? I can't get this damn snowblower going. Just bring it to Dean at Ultimate Mower at 28C Comac Road in Massive Beach. He does it all sales, repairs of generators, snowblowers, chainsaws, weed whackers. He's got a great selection of shovels, heaters, gloves, hats. Got
3: it. I'm gonna go see Dean at Ultimate Mower right now. Great. Tell him LJ sent you and grab me some of that ice
7: melt. I can't have a repeat of last winter's fiasco where I almost ran myself over with the snowblower.
2: So call them at 281 3700.
4: Jewellery by Michelle. Hi, it's me, Michelle, from Jewellery by Michelle, and this year I'm giving you every reason to shop all select in-stock merchandise. We've never done this before. And as always, we are still paying the highest prices on all your unwanted jewelry and fine watches, such as Rolex and Omega. And remember, we specialize in jewelry and watch repairs, all done on premise with a warranty. So come see me, Michelle, at 921 Montauk Highway in Shirley, or call 631-281-8587. serving the community with 41 years of excellence.
6: From addiction to recovery, from pain to healing, from family shattered to saved. Getting to the other side of addiction takes another side of addiction treatment. One with the pioneering approaches happening right now at Wellbridge. Wellbridge is using research and science to develop new customized approaches that treat everyone's addiction differently and give them the best chance at recovery because there's no such thing as one size fits all when it comes to treatment. And Wellbridge is doing all of this in a setting of compassion and comfort that offers those with the courage to face addiction, the respect and dignity they deserve. If you're ready to get to the other side of addiction, call today at 631-840-6748. That's 631-840-6748. Or visit WellBridge.org to get the help you need from WellBridge, the other side of addiction treatment.
2: Assemblyman Mike Fitzpatrick, and you're listening to 103.9 LI News Radio.
0: All righty, uh, a little longer uh, expansion there as far as uh, some of the questions. We're waiting for the sheriff to call in, and hopefully we'll get El we'll Toro Junior on uh, in a minute or so. Um, in a couple of minutes, we will chat with State Senator Anthony Palumbo on the situation here. We're going to the state. And Hector Lussal and we're all met yesterday regarding a judge's decision. There, uh, very important ruling. We'll get into that. I'm not going to spill the beans on that in full until we talk with uh, Tony Plumble on that. Uh, all that in play. Oh, we should have the sheriff on in just a second. You know, uh I didn't mention at all the Biden speech from Poland yesterday, and it was you know, it, there was a lot of. Uh, vim and vigor involved obviously that we've seen that from Biden before you know kind of the scolding effect and whatnot standing strong with Ukraine um it was a good speech it was a good speech I gotta say so myself uh we have the sheriff now we'll get to more of that as far as the Biden stuff uh if not towards the end of the show certainly tomorrow uh we'll have a few people on on that uh first though He is the Suffolk County Sheriff, you know well, Errol Tullin Jr., in his spot, final Wednesday of a month. It is good to have you, and you're worth waiting for, my friend. How are you?
8: I'm very sorry, Jay. How are you today?
0: It is all all good. You never have to be sorry. Uh, Before we get into a couple of things, I am noticing, Sheriff, a lot of these armed guards now to be stationed outside of some of the districts, some of the schools. Uh, the latest was what South Huntington schools. Uh, there's cost to it involved, but I think more importantly, you have uh, that extra type of detail which I think is needed. Unfortunately, uh, with all that we've seen seen in the around the schools around this country and whatnot. Uh, your thoughts, my friend? Are, are you think it's a good idea as far as stationing individuals there? You
8: know, I think. You know, it's up to the individual school districts to make that decision. My only concern is to ensure that these staff are trained to the best of their ability. You know, even with firearms, is something that you have to be very proficient and consistent with training. It's not necessarily saying that you only have law enforcement people who are um, going to uh, be part of this contingent, but more importantly have individuals who are going to be trained and alert You know, and what are the protocols that they're going to uh, establish, especially when law enforcement will be responding if there is an active threat situation, um, how how are they going to co-mingle during that type of event?
0: That's important stuff, uh, no question, but uh, schools and now are taking the stand, especially with budgets and everything else. That has a lot to do with it. As far as, you know what, uh, we're going to put some guards up here. Uh, and that's the course, it seems. A lot of this, especially here on the island, are going right now. Uh, let's get into some of the other stuff because we've seen some gang activity as far as the uh, prosecution is concerned on some of these individuals, MS-13 and whatnot. Uh, the drug scene and everything else, you and I have spoken before. Let's get into the The gang stuff uh, just recently, uh, individuals brought to justice and whatnot. This is a continued trend, a good trend, I might add, uh, in play here, Sheriff. And it will continue, no doubt, again, correlation of enforcement services coming together to make sure the streets are safe and whatnot. And I know you're going to be happy with some of this.
8: Yes, absolutely. You know, it just goes to show when law enforcement works together and also, you know, getting key tips from our community. We can bring all these individuals to justice. And, you know, working together, not only with uh, the Suffolk County District Attorney's Office and the Suffolk County Police Department, but, you know, the Suffolk County Sheriff's Office is working with our state and federal authorities uh, when it comes to gang-related issues. And so I, I think we have a real good cohesiveness in trying to bring all these individuals to justice and the tragic crimes they're committing in our community.
0: And the, the drugs, you know, the fentanyl you and I speak about, 73,000 plus uh, killed within the year around this country. Coming in, we know where it is, uh, and it's coming in like uh, Swiss cheese through those porous, porous uh, lines of border. Uh, and it is killing people, it's killing Long Islanders. And it is a very, very big topic. Uh, and unfortunately, no end in sight, but I know you're doing your part
8: there. Yeah, you know, the interesting thing, too, is that not only do we see uh, what fentanyl specifically is doing to our communities, but the amount of fentanyl that's tried, that's attempted to be smuggled into our jails, has increased also with unique ways of trying to smuggle them. So, you know, it's it's on all fronts unfortunately. So, you know, even though someone's incarcerated, this you know, uh, individuals are still trying to smuggle or uh even through the mail sometimes uh sending uh, fentanyl. So we're we're not only cognizant of what's going on in our communities and working with our law enforcement partners, uh because it is a scourge, it's it's tragically taking so many lives um, and, and, you know, families are, are uh, you know, are lost uh, when individuals are addicted to this. And, you know, sometimes these, these young people don't even know the amount uh, that they're actually taking, and it's usually fatal doses. And, we you know, you and I have both spoken many times that even the smallest, smallest amount of fentanyl can kill someone.
0: Excellent point. Uh, and, you know, seeing these stories... On various channels, uh, sheriff, where I remember specifically one one kid uh, somewhere in the Midwest, you know he took one pill, one pill, one pill, not knowing what it was, what it really contained, I should say, thought it was something else and it killed him and that's how potent you know this stuff is. We have been talking about for years the dangers, especially. Uh, something on the street where you don't know the makeup of it. It is vital to get that message out uh, to parents, into the schools, whatever signage. It is so important to get that word out, right?
8: Yes, the, the education is so important to try and inform. You know our residents. You know we have adults using it too, not just kids. And so, you know, not only in schools. I mean, we we used to see. Uh, you know years ago when when I was a young kid, you know this is an egg, and you know this is your brain and then this is your brain on drugs, you know and it was in a frying pan, but we don't see any messaging out even if it's you know via via social media or just on television on on the dangers of drugs, especially fentanyl so you know it, it's tragic and I, I think we have to do something maybe just from a county perspective to try and inform our residents of the dangers of fentanyl and other drugs.
0: I've said this for years. You know, put some billboards out there. You know, the old Nancy Reagan days. Just say no, right? We don't yes. see any of that. I, I can't figure it out, especially near the uh, near the schools. Put these billboards out there. Just say no, and and put some captions as far as fentanyl, what it could do. It can't hurt, right?
8: Exactly. You know, we can uh, clearly, if we can put armed armed security in schools, we can definitely do some messaging uh, regarding. Uh, fentanyl and other drugs and the dangers to our children.
0: Two on Junior with us, the uh, sheriff sub County Sheriff. Anything we need to know? Where are we at with things? I know the outreach continues into the communities. Messaging important. You're a big advocate of that. Give us the latest in that regard.
8: Well, I think the the latest that uh, I think I haven't discussed with you is the fact that we created a correction intelligence center, and so we have uh, many jurisdictions, just jails and prisons who are seated in our center, and so we're working with New York City, Nassau, Westchester, Rockland, New York State Corrections, and uh, we're bringing in, it will be virtually uh, Texas, Connecticut, Florida, New Jersey, Delaware, uh, Michigan, and also California and Nevada, and then looking to have an international footprint where we're looking to see what are the trends that are occurring in jails, which also reflect what's going on in our communities, and being being able to discuss this with other uh, individuals that work in jails and prisons, and more importantly, uh, to district attorneys and police departments when it comes to crime in our communities.
0: Excellent idea. You know, you get some feedback uh, from uh, other uh, other venues and whatnot around the country. Uh, you sometimes it can be utilized in your neck of the woods. It's not a bad idea to share uh, information. Uh, That's an excellent idea, and all that is going underway, or kind of will be in play.
8: Oh no, all of that is underway right now. Uh, We're going to have a press conference next month, formally unveiling it and uh, letting everyone know what we're doing. And so we we feel very positive. It's going to be the first in the country uh, regarding having a a fusion census, specifically dealing with correction or jails and prisons. And we're we're looking forward to really making a huge change. Uh, in the criminal justice system uh, around the country, more specifically, our region.
0: We await that. It should be uh, an an excellent uh, an excellent situation involved, no question. Anything to help the uh, uh, the overall goal uh, as far as making the streets safe, Sheriff. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you as we get into the month of March, my friend. You stay well. All right.
8: Thank you, Jay. Have a great day.
0: Appreciate it all. The fine, Sheriff of Suffolk County, Earl Junior, 19 minutes past. We'll get to State Senator Anthony Palumbo in just a minute. Let's check out what we need to as far as the traveling aspect, ladies and gentlemen. Here on Wednesday, that's sponsored by H2M Architects and Engineers. What's again, the latest from Cindy Wakeman.
1: Watch out for slowdowns. If you're traveling in Bay Shore. there's a breakdown. Sag to Coast Parkway south at Pioneer Drive. Northbound Sag to Coast Parkway is doing okay. Coming off the Southern State Parkway up toward Pioneer Drive. Just your usual slowdowns in that area. LIE West gets busy past Vets Highway. No major problems on the Northern State Parkway into Wolf Hill Road. Southern State Parkway is okay. Eastbound side of Sunrise Highway gets busy from Hampton Bays into Shinnecock Hills and Montauk Highway with slowdowns into the Watermill and Bridgehampton areas. Long Island Railroad is on or close to schedule, and this report is sponsored by Lidl Food Markets. At Lidl, you can outscore three-pound bags of mandarins for just two ninety-nine per pack. For my Lidl members, stock up on this juicy Lidl deal and squeeze the day. Lidl, suspiciously low-priced groceries. With your Long Island traffic, I'm Cindy Waitman.
0: Man, we're up to thirty-six degrees outside the studios here at the big airport. We'll go to forty-four, but we are getting ready for some messy weather unfortunately for the drive home let's head over to the weather center for rod Tenner
2: from the li news radio weather center as we hit the midpoint of the work week we'll have rain this afternoon mixing with snow late it'll be increasingly cloudy with a high 43 no accumulation is expected look for more rain possibly mixing with snow becoming all rain tonight It'll be cloudy as temperatures rise to about 40 by dawn Thursday, there's a good chance of rain in the morning. We'll have a mostly hotty day with steady temperatures around 40. We'll have winds to 15 miles an hour. Thursday night, should be mostly cloudy with a little freezing. And we'll end the week Friday with a mostly sunny, breezy day Our high 44. Taking a look at the weekend, we'll have a mix of sun and clouds on Saturday or high 33. There's a chance of snow mixing with rain of the afternoon Sunday. We'll have a mostly hot day with a high 44. From the L.I. News Weather Center, I'm Rod Tanner.
9: Hi, I'm Alicia Bender. And I'm Sherry Bender. For over 60 years, the Archdeacon Agency has provided Long Island with premier customer service when obtaining all forms of property and casualty insurance, from automobile to homeowners, umbrella and renters, personal liability, coastal homes, boats and recreational vehicles, flood, fire and liability, and workers' comp. And now, cybersecurity insurance. Please visit WeCoverItAll.net. That's WeCoverItAll.net. We are celebrating three generations of helping Long Islanders protect their property that they work so hard for as well as protecting their assets from lawsuits and disaster. Visit WecoverItAll.net. Call 631 751 1133. Again, that number is 631 751 1133. Whether working with my mom or myself, you will feel confident and secure that we've researched the finest policies and the best rates for you. As an independent agency, we can offer you insurance products from all of the best and highest rated companies. Visit WecoverItAll.net today and sleep well tonight.
6: line LI News Radio. News Radio. Your station for local news and information.
0: All right, certainly one of the more political fights of the year to the nth degree. A big ruling yesterday state judge uh, stated the full uh, state Senate has to vote on a on a governor's nominee nominees judicial we're talking about here, not just a committee here to discuss the man at the center of it all, as far as the suit and everything, uh, his name is Anthony Palumbo. He happens to be the representative of the first uh, senatorial district. And we welcome him. Senator, good to have you here. Very, very important ruling that came down here, my friend. Talk to me.
7: Well, thanks, Jay. Thanks for having me again. Good to hear from you, my friend. Good to be back. And, um, yeah, that was, you know, it It, it was an interesting intellectual position to take, because, um, as you know, our Judiciary Committee, I'm the, I'm the ranking Republican on the, Jud- Republican on the Judiciary Committee, and um, we held a hearing, had a vote, and the nominee, the governor's nominee for chief judge of our highest court, uh, the Court of Appeal, um, was defeated, so to speak, according to... to um, my Democrat colleague, 10 times. And my position was that the committee provides what's called advice and consent, and you can recommend or not recommend the nominee, but that doesn't mean that it, it doesn't go to a full Senate vote. And under our law in New York and uh, under our Constitution, um, you have the, the uh, committee vote, whatever it may be, And then you have the actual Senate votes to confirm or not to confirm a judicial nominee. So um, the uh, Democrats in in the Senate said, no, it's not supposed to go to a floor vote. I disagreed. My conference disagreed. So I filed suit about a week and a half ago. And um, we said we, we filed what's basically called a declaratory judgment action, where we say, judge, here's the law. Here are the facts. Just tell us what the answer is. Um, and fortunately, yesterday, Judge Thomas Whalen in Suffolk County Supreme Court um, ruled in our favor and said that, no, um, a judicial nominee must go to the floor and have a full floor vote. Um, so I, I'm, I expect that's going to be appealed. But for now, um, they agree with me. And so the, judici- the Judiciary Committee does not decide... Uh, whether or not a judicial nominee gets confirmed it's the entire Senate, which is what I think was the answer um, from day one. Unfortunately, my colleagues disagreed. And the interesting and and kind of cute note about this, Jay, is that prior to the, the vote on the nominee, Hector LaSalle, who's a Suffolk County guy, who's the presiding judge, One of our intermediate appellate courts, um, and an extremely capable, qualified nominee. Um, They voted him down because he's just a plain old liberal Democrat, and unfortunately, they want uh, activist judges who are, you know, completely off the wall. But that's neither here nor there. But right before, about a week before, a week or so before the the vote, they packed the committee with three more Democrats and one more Republican, which is actually contrary to our rules as well, because it's supposed to be, um, the membership of the committee is supposed to be comparable to the entire body, which is two to one, not three to one, because they have a supermajority. There are 42 Democrats and 21 Republicans, but they overpacked the committee with all three Democrats that had previously said they were going to vote against Hector LaSalle publicly before they even had a vote without even speaking to the guy. And, uh, you know, they, they, they packed the committee and they voted him down by one vote. So uh, I'm just glad that the court saw it our way because otherwise they manipulated the, the body and the individual members of the committee in such a fashion that, uh, you know, it, it's clearly wrong. And they did so um, claiming that the committee would control. So the dynamic is that, uh, you know, they would be able to do that at any given time and even make the membership, you know, two Democrats and one Republican actually would have worked to, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, they they could get their way in committee and not have the full Senate vote.
0: Uh, You know, and we're talking with State Senator uh, it, It to me, the stench of this whole thing makes me sick. And it makes me sick because it's a corruptive practice that the majority leader tried to pull out of here. That's what really has my mindset in the gear of there's no relief as far as the common sense factor anymore, you know? That's what you kind of get out of this. Because an individual like Hector LaSalle did not align himself with the ideology of an Andrew Stewart Cousins and company. That's what alarms me. That is what is the very heart of society of why we have failed. We have failed as a nation because we don't have common-sense ideas anymore, you know? And it's a trickle-down effect, Senator Palumbo. It's a trickle-down effect as far as how states govern, as in the case of New York, and what you're going through, and even to the point of the localities right here on Long Island. We've lost our way. Andrea Stewart-Cousins, with what she did, calling a vote, Of the full Senate last Wednesday, thus the nomination getting defeated 39-20. to It's unbelievable. And it's the first time, by the way, in state history the Senate rejected a governor's judicial nominee. It's just an awful feeling I have had, and I just wonder, what's next? What's next? I mean, it's not going to change the fortunes of LaSalle, but... In essence, it was a good fight, no question. And by the way, I'm hoping this lawsuit continues in some sort of way based on future standoffs from a procedural standpoint, no?
7: Well, you're exactly right. And and that's and that's really the nuance that you know for the listeners that don't understand what actually happened here with this particular nominee is after we filed suit, they clearly were, and they were puffing their chest out, sticking their chest out, saying, you know what, we can do whatever we want. We have our own internal rules. And if we want to reject the nominee in committee, so be it. We can manipulate the committee, as I just mentioned earlier, and we can do whatever we want because we're in the majority, and it's just plain old too bad. And that's the reason why we sued. Because we need a check and balance, because the only check and balance on this type of unconstitutional, outrageous conduct is a lawsuit. So when you think about what they were doing, and let, let me remind everyone that about, what what was it, seven, six, seven months ago, we had redistricting every 10 years. We redistrict based upon the census. We say, you know what, the population has changed. We lost actually a congressional seat. We lost about a million people in New York, net, and people moved around the state. So in certain areas, like my area, the five eastern towns of Suffolk County, and now my district goes to, to all the way to Stony University from Montauk and Orient Point, my district actually increased in population many people during the pandemic from the city moved out they're here full-time now so we do a census and we reorganize the lines of our senate districts and they did so with the congressional districts as well they gerrymandered so outrageously that we have a court of appeals now there's only six of them but there were seven of them all appointed by democrat governor andrew cuomo and others And all of those Democrat appointees were so outraged by the lines that were drawn by the Democrats in the Senate um, because they were so obviously gerrymandered, they threw them out and they went bananas. The Democrats in the Senate particularly, because they had the congressional map and the Senate map pen, so to speak, to draw those lines, they went nuts. They were outraged that the court threw it out, four to three, by the way. It barely got through, um, or it was barely voted down. And this is the payback, because they want a court that's not going to follow the law. They want a court that's an ideological, um, you know, activist group. So they'd rather have some crazy, you know, outrageously liberal, rich law professor than someone like Hector LaSalle, who just simply follows the law, who, by the way, was the first Latino in the history of the state to get the nomination for chief judge. Um, Unfortunately, you know, that had nothing to do... You know, the, the identity politics Democrats who always have to talk about, you know, someone's ethnic background because that seems to have, you know, tremendous importance over merit in many situations. And now we have a guy who just happens to be, you know... Latin American, but is an outstanding, extremely qualified judge who is the best person for the job, they still vote against him. So I I give you this long, you know, comment, because the last line of defense, Jay, is the court system. The courts are the check and balance to say, you know what, this is outrageous. Um, You guys, you're, you're acting completely outside the authority of the body, of the Senate, and you're acting unconstitutionally, they want to change that because they're sick of losing in court. They don't want judges who just call balls and strikes. They want judges who will ideologically always take their side, and that's the reason why they voted down someone like Hector LaSalle because this is something that creates or is is oversight on this type of conduct And now that, um, you know, they have a supermajority in the Senate, they have a supermajority in the Assembly, and they have a Democrat governor, they want to call, you know, they want want to change the rules of the game, so to speak. And um, thank goodness Judge Whalen saw that's what they were doing and, you know, threw out this particular conduct. So now if this decision stands after appeal, this will create... A very specific protocol that no matter who the governor appoints, no matter what the judiciary committee says, it goes to a full Senate vote up or down. Yes or no. That's what we believe the Constitution always said. And, uh, you know, that was great that at least the court were able to smack them down and let them know that uh, what they were doing was wrong. And forever now, again, assuming this, this decision stands, we'll have um, a very clear picture of how these things are going to go forward from now on um, and they can't get cute and stack the committee um, you know pack the court so to speak and and um, you know change the outcome to for their own particular political needs
0: It's always senator it's almost to me it's almost an impeachable offense I'm sorry well what Stuart cousins did here because you know and by the way, let's throw in that other genius, Mike Janaris, right? We love we love Janaris. This was the same guy, ladies and gentlemen, who accused critics of the bail stuff. Remember, Senator fearmongering. Uh, I, I have it written down. I always have a quote written down from the genius himself, out of Queens, uh, with almost no data and just anecdotal stories. Really, I wonder what he says now. Um, but in essence, it's almost that type of offense. Of what Stuart Cousins tried to do. You know, this blindside that, you know, Constitution allows us to make our own rules. This is what she insisted. I mean, she did not want to go to the courts here. The suit filed by you. It would have done just that. So what she did was she did a blindside. She pivoted to calling the nomination this. What did she call it? Uh, some sort of a distraction, whatever it was. Um, and a wedge issue to distract from other pressing matters. That's what it was. As she tried to rush this vote with really, when you think about it, Senator Palanba, there was no notice, meaningful notice, you know? And she clearly does not give a rat's you-know-what with all the protests about rights of the Senate and everything else, she doesn't give a darn regarding that of her own membership. Does it? I mean, it's unbelievable when you think about it. But that's what it's all about. This is a good man. This You read about this Hector LaSalle. He's a good man. And as you say, would have been the first Latino chief judge. He would have been there. I mean, it's unbelievable what occurred here. Uh, but that's what I think of this move by Stewart Cousins. You know, I, I it's disgraceful. It's beyond disgraceful. And
7: you, you know what? It, it is all about political power, and they could care less, as you said, um, about you know the protocol and you know rules of order. Think about this, and this is what is so ironic and outrageous. Is that when you look at Judge Whalen's decision, when he specifically says that what they did, um, by way of, you know, refusing to bring the nomination to the floor, um, I, and his actual quote was something along the lines of the defendant's action, um, have created their own vote version of a vote nullification. So our our position was, that all of the citizens of the state of New York, by proxy, because we are all elected officials, there are 63 senators, and there's, there are, uh, you know, obviously, there are 150 assembly members, but the Senate is the only group that actually gets to vote on nomination. But the entire state citizenry should have a voice. So not just those of us on the Judiciary Committee, I'm the ranking Republican on the Judiciary Committee, so I kind of run the operations on our side on that committee. But the entire state gets to decide on who should be on the highest court in a state of 20 million people. That it's the whole Senate, not just this committee of a few of, of a select few senators, and the, the, the same party that goes after Republicans pretty much on a daily basis, saying that, you know what, you folks are suppressing votes, you're election deniers, you know, they've got all these buzzwords that play well on MSNBC, that we are people who, you know, could care less about the electorate. All we're doing is we're the ones who are the villains when it comes to elections, that we just, because we say, you know what, why wouldn't you just ask for a signature um, on an absentee ballot? So you can compare it to the signature on record. You don't just mail out absentee ballots to everyone and let them come in electronically or let them come in without something to make sure that the person who signed or, or filled out that ballot is the person who's registered to vote. Very simple stuff. We say something like that and they go nuts. They say, oh my gosh, election deniers, suppressing the vote, racist, whatever they come up with. And it turns out the Dirty Birds are The Democrats, because they were trying to not only pack the court, not only restrict the vote, but they were trying to nullify votes when it came to voting for Hector LaSalle, because I think at the time that they voted him down in committee, we actually had the votes because everyone knew that Hector LaSalle was a great judge and they knew that these pretend issues that he was anti-union you know, pro-life, that he was not this activist judge who was going to act outside of the Constitution and make decisions that have nothing to do with the case law and the body of law that exists um, in New York State. They were they were just going to, you know, do something um, or render decisions that are far beyond our historical precedent and have a political ideology that's progressive, which is all they care about, Um that was, you know, that, that was a terrible thing. So the voter suppression the, uh, or, or individuals who are suppressing votes um, is coming from the Democrats, which is shameful. And, you know, of course, they'll never admit that or never say that. But that was in the judge's decision that they created their own voter suppression um, by doing this. And shame on them. But, you know, they'll just walk along as if it never happened and uh, you know, keep their noses in the air and arrogantly say that Republicans are the villains and Republicans are the ones that are suppressing votes. So, you know, they, they just have no shame and it's really disgusting.
0: frankly. Uh, talking with Senator Anthony Paloma, you know, it's, it's the old the inmates running the asylum here, Senator. Uh, I don't know where this governor goes, you know, she, I mean, listen, the pick was a good one, but she dropped the ball emphatically even prior to this. And I'll tell you why, you know, She had a couple of chips, bargaining chips, in my estimation, as we started the year. You know what? You want to give everybody a raise? Good. Here. I'll give you the raise. Here's the deal. I've got Hector LaSalle going here, as far as a nominee. Okay? we all on board? Nothing. Nothing of that nature. Let's do the raise and hope for the best. And look what happens now. Kathy Hochul with egg on her face. Okay, and the question is, how does the, you know, I mean, you're humiliated by your own party. You know, this whole thing, remember the claim about wielding, uh, what was it saying she had? Wielding uh, an, an iron fist and a velvet club of some sort of, in that regard, uh, in order to get a vote here. And now, that has been exposed as complete emptiness here. I mean, really. If if she's not to get rolled by the progressives, uh you wondering, in upcoming negotiations of some sort, I mean, she's got to find a way to stand tall here. I mean, I don't even know where she goes here. I mean, her next move, in my estimation, if you're her, is to go by the same way. Pick another one. As far as someone down the middle, a former prosecutor, and somewhat in defiance of what just occurred as far as who's running the show here. These demands from the left uh, for a nominee will turn the top court into some sort of an activist body. You know, this progressive agenda and everything else, my goodness. You wonder where Hochul's going here. And, well, you know what?
7: And, and the, the really sad aspect of this whole brawl that we've just been through is that you don't have that many Hector LaSalle in the hopper. You don't have in the queue outstanding judges who, when you think about so we, we have, just as an aside, we have four intermediate appellate courts. They're called departments. We have four departments in New York. We've got you know a ton of, we got however many hundreds of trial courts, Supreme Courts on the trial level county court, they all appeal to the first, second, third, or fourth department. Justice LaSalle presides over the second department in Brooklyn. It is the busiest appellate court, intermediate appellate court, in the country. He's reduced the backlog of cases by 40% since he's been the presiding judge. Um, he is, you know, they're cranking out decisions, thousands of decisions. They're getting through their caseload. And because it's not just as a presiding judge, you're not just the boss who wears this magical black robe and is kind of the leader of the team. They have a ton of administrative duties, personnel. They're dealing with staff. They're dealing with the caseload. They have administrative duties um, that are very significant. So you don't have that many Hector LaSalle that you can choose from to put on our highest court. And that's really the, the status aspect of this. And look, the governor, it was it was kind of her fight, but for us, we just wanted a decision so that the committee wouldn't make the final vote, so to speak, on a Court of Appeals nominee. We wanted to make sure that it would go to the full Senate, because depending on whoever is in office, whether it's a Republican, whether it's Lee Zeldin, or it's Kathy Hochul, um, we need to make sure that these votes go to the full floor vote, because it's so important um, as I said, our highest court, and you know, we're, we're 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 larger than like 97 percent of the countries on the planet as a as a state with 20 million people, so it's a big deal. There's no doubt about it. And to call it a distraction, as you said, is so disingenuous and ridiculous because we resolved that vote. We had the emergency committee hearing. They knew that we were going to win, so they discharged them to the floor and voted, which made them. Basically, they admitted that we were right, so I'm glad the lawsuit went in our direction because that was more flagrant than anything, but they discharged him to the floor, we debated him, we fought over it, we voted. It was four or five hours, tops, from start to finish. That's a distraction? That's our freaking job. You know, and you talk about the raise. We're paid a lot of money to do what we got to do and vote on bills and debate and advise and consent on nominations, you're darn right we we have plenty of time to debate and vote on a judicial nominee at any given on any given day. If they need to call us back up there for a special session. This is not a distraction. It's our freaking job. So to say something like that is just dishonest um, and quite rude. And lastly, when you say that uh, you know the governor has an egg on her face, that's really not my concern. I think she's trying to be a kinder, kinder, gentler governor than the previous guy who um, was a notorious bully. But, you know, this isn't beanbag, this business. You need to be very aggressive. You need to deal with a very tough bunch um, in both houses, in the Senate and Assembly, um, because they're not shrinking violets. So you need to not be playing with a velvet glove and with kid gloves. You need to fight, and you need to fight vigorously and, you know, like like you're an MMA fighter, that this isn't beanbag, as I said. So, um, you know, she needs to keep that in mind going forward because other, otherwise she'll be run roughshod out of it because these folks um, are not faint of heart, that this is something that's uh, really kind of a, an ugly business. And you need to scrap and be ready to buy someone's ear off if you need to.
0: And a final one for me here. So, in your estimation, you know, she's got about 120 days. Seven nominees will be brought to her from a panel. And the question is, what kind of selection will she have here? Does she go by way of what was thinking in the Senate? we got any cousins, Janaris? Or does she go by the route of her original thinking here? Somewhat of a centrist. Where does she go? Does she appease? Does she go back to her own thinking? This, to me... This, to me, will cement her as far as where she goes this year, this next selection, because that will tell the story, in my estimation. Okay? This will tell the story, folks. What do you think? Do you think she goes by way of progressive?
7: You know what? Yeah, that's a great question, because when you think this through, um will she bow down and, and, and let them control the nominating process where she can just basically say, "Okay, we're friends, everyone. Don't worry. It's like trying to make friends with the bully. When they're pushing you around and they're you know stealing your lunch and you know putting their thumb in your eye on a daily basis, you don't say, "You know what, bully? Um, it's okay. We're all friends, right? No, what you do, And I I hate to say it, but one thing that didn't happen with the previous administration, having been now in the legislature for 10 years, is that he would never, Andrew Cuomo was never pushed around. And in fact, he was vindictive to the extent that if something like this happened, he would choose a Republican and say, how do you like me now? You want to play games? We can play games and would choose someone who is a conservative Republican, because this is retribution. This is payback for the gerrymandering that was thrown out for the redistricting. They thought they were going to redistrict Republicans into oblivion, and they were going to pick up several congressional seats because of the outrageous line. The one district congressional district three went from Huntington to rye, New York. So it went along the water, went from Huntington village through Nassau, Queens, the Bronx, and Westchester. And they thought that was a good idea. So this is payback because they want a court that's going to rubber stamp their outrageousness. And because of the redistricting and those maps were thrown out, we had an independent commission that drew the lines fairly in a very, very blue state like New York, which has, think about this, there are more registered independents than Republicans in New York. We have about 22% of the registration is Republican, 23% is independent, and just about 50 is Democrat. And the reason why the Republicans have, in my opinion, the reason why we have control of the House of Representatives in Congress is because of the wins we had in New York, because they finally drew the lines fairly. So this is all retribution. So if the governor wants to be a kinder, gentler governor and get pushed around, then she'll pick a progressive. If she wants to let them know who the actual executive is that won, then she'll pick someone who's conservative and reasonable. And by the way, Hector LaSalle is not, he's reasonable, but he's not a conservative. He's just a plain old Democrat. And I've said this publicly before. He's not a wacko. He's just someone who calls balls and strikes and abides by the law. The guy's been a Democrat from Brentwood. His entire life. So it's, you know, shame on them for trying to get the, us in this situation. But I'm hopeful because there may be more lawsuits down the road, Jay, if they're going to play games like this. But the governor needs to let everybody know that she is the governor. And she chooses nominees. And to pick someone who's just going to do what they're supposed to do on the Court of Appeals, and not be some, you know, crazy liberal law professor, as I said before, um, that's going to, you know, kowtow to the progressive wing of the, of the Democratic Party. And, and uh, you know, we want someone who's going to just do what they're supposed to do, call balls and strikes, and, and move on.
0: If she goes by way of that with another progressive pick, I mean, you talk about whatever respect people have for her, that'll go out the window. That'll go out the window. Listen, the way she handles Long Island, that housing proposal that is preposterous, uh, you know, no regard, no regard as far as the way of life for Long is with what she's uh, vying for there. Um, and, and you know what? One final point here. You make a really good one regarding Cuomo. And say what you want about him. With all of what went down, and we know there was plenty of negativity, rightfully so, he never, never would have bowed down as far as the process was concerned. He never would have done that because it, it would have made him in his mind it would have made him look weak. He never would portray himself like that. Ever. Say what you want about him. But he would never do that. And this is the accentuating point of Kathy Holcomb. And it it really it really sets a tone, I'll tell you. And that's why I say this selection of hers coming up in play here will be the most important one, one of the more important ones, as far as how this administration goes over the next three years, three and a half years, whatever it is. Uh, And she's going to set the tone. She is going to set the tone. We shall see. We shall see. I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. Senator, always a pleasure. We'll be watching closely. Uh, You know what? I didn't even get into the old MTA tax. That's a whole other story. We'll have you on next time for that. How's that?
7: Yeah, Yeah, we'll spend an hour on that.
0: Another half an hour. Uh, Always good to have you, my friend. Keep up the fight. Hey, thanks for having me. It's
7: good to chat with you, my friend.
0: You got it and i mean it keeping up the fight you have that's what it is folks it's you know you try and govern the right way and then you get this type of nonsense it, it is it is absolutely ridiculous beyond makes you sick 856 let's check out a final time here we'll keep it here as far as